you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We've had some great team meetings over the years, man. Some great ones. This is one that um, you're probably going to remember because I'm no longer your head coach. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. We got a good one in store for you today. Seated to my immediate left, ready to break down the L.A. Rams, the uh, the renaissance of Los Angeles pro football. Now we have two and a half teams. The Raiders really never are too far away from some Angelino uh, football fans' hearts. Now the Chargers are here, but of course one year ago it was all about the L.A. Rams and on Amazon starting, depending on when you're listening, it could be tomorrow, it could be today, it could be last week. Either way, um, it is June 30th is the debut of All or Nothing Season 2, the great NFL film series. And here to help us break it down, Brian Baumgartner. We're, we're debating my pronunciation because I'm from Pittsburgh. First of all, a couple things. Well, go ahead and say hello and how are you? Sir? Hello, it's great. What a pleasure great to, to see here. you. So, so good to see you, yes. What we just discovered in the moments running up to this, and, uh, and Baumgartner is how you want me to say it. Yeah, Baumgartner. Baumgartner. Yeah. Baumgartner. Yeah, Baum. Baumgartner. Yeah, that's Baum. good. Like Baumgartner. Like Pittsburgh say, like Baumgartner. You know? Anyhow, let's not get bogged, da- bogged it's, down it's, with it's that. It's Damashik, right? See, now now I see how it feels. Yeah, yes. there you go. Yes, bitten by my own snake. Brian, of course, you know, he's a, well, he's a, he's a great uh, NFL football fan, a golfer. That's what we were just talking about is you're always up at that Tahoe tournament with uh, with uh, multiple Shecky Award winner A.J. Hawk and uh, the quarterback who I hail as the greatest I've ever seen, Aaron Rodgers, Charles Barkley, all the rest of the guys up there. You're departing to go and play golf. But, of course, everybody probably knows you best from the office, Kevin, right? Yes, that that's probably true. Is that all right? Because uh, that's always a – 
I feel like having been around uh, the business uh, of show for 15 or so years now, is that okay that that's your signature role? How do you feel about that? I, well, I feel great about it mm. because I, I, I don't like love watching what I do. You listen to your podcast? Not that often. Yeah. Once in a while, if I feel like it didn't go well, I'll go back and listen to it and okay. hear if it was. Okay, so that's kind of the same with me. Like there's episodes of television or movies that, that I haven't seen. But The Office, I was a huge fan of that show myself, even though I was on it. It's not like self-aggrandizing. I just happen to think it's a brilliant show with a lot of funny people, mm-hmm. most notably myself. But I, mm. So I enjoyed that. So, of course, I don't mind. I mean, I think what's weird still is people who insist in social media to call me Kevin. That's weird, right? Because mm. if they're following Brian Baumgartner or at BB Baumgartner, but then they refer to me as Kevin and address me as Kevin, that's a little weird. Yeah, that's a, that's a living in a state of arrested development on their end, right? Yes. yes. Then again, I don't, want to, uh, I don't want to cast aspersions on anyone else because I did once have a chance to interview Mark Hamill. and uh, You called him Luke. Well, I mean, you know, come on. There's sir, you gotta allow me that. I, I, well, I, I, I had I to replace. I had to replace his actual Mark Hamill's actual bio with uh, Skywalker's bio. Okay. Well, so I, I had to. Come I, on. I posted a picture yesterday. I was shooting this film. I was dressed as a referee, mm. right? So I post this picture. I'm dressed as a referee. I identified because I thought it was kind of funny. The referee's name is Chad Flags, right? <laughs> So I said, hello, everyone. This is Chad Flags, right? Immediately, immediately, someone comments back, oh, so Kevin went from working to an office and owning a bar, and now he's a referee? <laughs> oh, that doesn't... It doesn't I see. You see. I get the saying? frustration. I, I can mean, imagine. It's not really frustrating, yeah. but it is It is a little eye-rolly. Mm. I'll put it that way. I got you. All right, listen. You know what? Let's uh, let's not eye roll about uh, anything other than the uh, uh, what was uh, I guess a, a bewildering first season for the LA Rams, and it's covered in uh, in great detail. Eight episodes worth. Like I say, June thirtieth, Amazon is the place you track it down. The LA Rams, as opposed to season one, if you watch season one of All or Nothing, this was covering the mighty Arizona Cardinals, good times, Bruce Arians, and everything else. This is sort of the yang to last year's yin, if you will, and uh, and no less fascinating, perhaps even more so. I guess you know, conflict is. Uh, is uh is the is the key to any good drama, right? And, and there, yeah, there's well, a lot yeah. of bad times going on here. It's sort of Shakespearean, mm. right? Like everyone dies by the time it's over <laughs> in this weird in this weird way. Um I, I it's so If Hamlet had a mullet and a and a cop mustache <laughs> He doesn't have a mullet anymore. Come on. I'm yeah. gonna defend that. It's a Fisher. little mullety no, on I, Coach Fisher, no? I think it's more of a flip. <laughs> Maybe I'm defensive about it because my hair, my hair gets a little long and starts flipping a little. That's not mullet. No, you had a mullet. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> There's our pal, like Taylor. There okay, you go. so let's jump into it here. Okay. And uh, like I say, extraordinary stuff. I mean, the the thing that really jumped out at me, but before I, I got into any of uh, the context of what was happening in the season, you just heard at the very top of the show, Jeff Fisher coming into. The uh, into all the players and announcing to him, "Hey, I'm not your coach anymore." 
And um, but beyond that, the NFL films people, and we'll talk to Keith, Keith uh, Cosgro uh, later on as we continue to cover this series along with Brian. This will be a five-part series, as a matter of fact. Here oh, on the D, I'm here for five, five. That's right. Yes, That's, if you wish to be. Okay, we'll see how today goes. Okay, yeah, let's play it by ear. You're okay. right. Let's see if I can master the pronunciation, the vagaries <laughs> of the pronunciation of your surname. Um, either way, I, the 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 films, the people who shoot it must really love the return to L.A. for football because the golden light is so is, is so heavenly. It's so pretty. Isn't it? And no matter what, even when the even when you're watching it that uh, you watch uh, whoever it is the the Falcons rolling over really it was that was it. That was the denouement of uh of Jeff Fisher's career. Is that right am I using denouement properly? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh, even then they're getting whipped. It's embarrassing and everything else and and the thing that uh, stole my eye more than anything else was like, "Oh, look at that beautiful Southern California light <laughs> is the sun setting." Anywho, it's really bad when that's what you're looking at though. I well, yeah, it wasn't yeah. Uh, there weren't a whole yeah. lot of points scored no, by uh the golf uh slash uh Keenum offense of 2016. So that's one storyline no. that we'll look to and I will let you know that that, uh, as this series progresses, the climactic episode is the transition now into 2017, and it starts way back with, uh, like we say, with Fisher and the experience of the move, which was really taxing. I think a lot of people would point to that, that it's not an easy thing to to up and move your franchise over the course of an offseason and, and, uh, and not have it put a dent into you negatively. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the thing that, that stood out. Well, two things. One is, and... You know, NFL films, they're so good at, mm. at what they do. And, you know, how they've constructed this show, uh, you know, moving back to L.A. and all of this promise and, 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 and really starting the show, which you would think would be optimistic, we're starting the season. They start the entire series with Jeff Fisher delivering the news to his players that he's been fired in it, it it gets the whole show off to this really interesting because you it's then building the, the whole show is building toward that moment um but the, the 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 toll that it took on everybody the move from from st louis they, they they talk about in the show at one point that there are three moves in seven months i count four i mean they move uh from st louis and then they move to oxnard and then they move to irvine for for camp and then they move to uh cal lutheran to sort of set up this temporary permanent home for the next three years before the stadium is built and 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 then the the nfl in like week four i think sends them to london to you know because they 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 haven't had enough of the moving i I don't know i I think it's to me one of the great questions and what's so fascinating to watch is why i mean they start out three and one after getting blown out in the Mm -hmm. first game looking just horrendous against the 49ers they lose 28 to nothing and then they win the next three games including against the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, and and Arizona who at the time mm-hmm. I think we thought they were going to be better than they were. Um and it's and then it just all falls apart. You're right and I and I guess the two biggest uh parts well with all due respect to William Hayes and his uh, lack of belief in uh, in prehistoric beasts. I think the two seminal moments of the season are Jeff Fisher getting fired and the drafting of Jared Goff and uh, his progress or lack thereof and the and the sticking with Keenum longer than a lot of the fans would have wanted them to. What do you think as we look back now? I guess that's a good place to start because that was the the probably the big 
big decision that uh, outside of moving from uh, from the Midwest to Southern California, taking Jared Goff. As we sit here now, fair or otherwise, what do you think about Jared Goff? Was that the right thing to do with that first overall pick? Well, I think, you know, and they talk about this a little bit in the season, and, and maybe this should be obvious because they made that huge trade and gave up so much to move up. They make it really clear in, in sort of a couple of sentences in, in the show that, that they did it because of Goff. Like, it wasn't like we need a franchise quarterback, and there was a lot of talk about the two quarterbacks and which one we should – they make it really clear. They they saw Goff, they wanted Goff, and they were going to give up whatever they needed to to get Goff. Um, I don't – you know, it seems to me in the league that it has worked out really well for teams to, to groom players. I mean, Aaron Rodgers obviously is, is sort of the one right now that, that jumps to mind, mm. but I, it, it was so difficult – with Case and it, it, they weren't scoring any points, and and so there was fans wanted to bring in Goff, and and probably it was because of uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Wentz was doing so well, right? So right. I mean, I, I think that that made people feel like we've made the wrong. That's choice. a great point. Yeah, that's right. While across the country, one state in our union had uh, changed its name, at least temporarily, to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I, I guess Rams fans would uh, probably feel that way. I think it's I, I think it's well. First of all, Case Keenum, it's sort of a, a requirement, I guess, if you're going to be in that situation, like just sit on the bench and learn that Case Keenum has to be as nice a guy as he is, and he, he does is seem, a super nice guy. He seems like he is consistently yes. encouraging and a, and a nice guy, and one of, that, that really is one of my favorite moments in the series. And and you've watched all eight now. Yes. I watched only three so far because yes. I'm dumb and I will get confused about what episode it was and I don't want to make allusions to episode. what, what, what episode are we talking about. This this streamlines it for uh, Dumb Dave a little bit. Right. I think in episode six, I, I think Keenum comes <laughs> – he, he's really focusing on the details with the kid. Uh, Goff gets a bloody nose early in the game and Keenum comes over and I'm on the sidelines like, just let that thing go because the blood – coming out of your nose will make you will, will present a nice JJ Watt image for you and i think and he's kidding around i was thinking savvy move vet that's right. what you want right, right. now what's anybody gonna say nobody's gonna say the kid's not trying hard if he's if he's all smeared in blood and mud and everything else right. it's a winning move for uh, with the fan base it is yeah you know but but why do you think well look i think if everybody had their choice golf probably wouldn't have played at all that's what I think. I agree with that, and you and you allude to the way the Packers did it, and that is probably in the 21st century. I I don't. I'm trying to think if there's another great example of this. I guess Alex Smith, kind of the the guy who he was also dra- also drafted the same year. Both guys who it took a while, which isn't to say Aaron Rodgers, if if they if the Packers would have drafted him and under different circumstances, you couldn't have just dropped him in there. I don't know how he would have done, but sitting there learning at the knee, one of the all-time greats, Brett Favre and everything else, didn't hurt Aaron Rodgers right. in all likelihood. Um, and Alex Smith, I think, is sort of the personification that every – just because – Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan went in in their rookie seasons and and took off immediately. RG three, I guess as well. You would lump in there. Doesn't mean that that's got to be the path for every quarterback if they're going to be successful. Well, Ben didn't start the year though, right? He didn't. No, Tommy Maddox actually right. got the gig, but in week two, Maddox got hurt in Baltimore. Roethlisberger went in, and that's when his winning streak right. went all the way through the season until the title game against uh, those uh, those Patriot guys. Well, and Fisher kept saying. 
and he, he took a lot of heat in the press for this. He kept saying that Case Keenum gave them the best chance to win. And then when he suddenly flipped, there were, I think there was a lot of scorn about that. <laughs> like, oh, okay, so last week he wasn't. Now suddenly he's the guy and he's ready. It wasn't people in the stands chanting, we want golf, we want golf, right? But I, um, I, I, I don't know. I, Case was um, – I mean, he had some great games. A, a couple – Right, he like, had a couple good games. I thought that was another great moment, though. I mean, really, you talk about the access, and that's really what uh, what all or nothing is about is are, are these moments that you otherwise. I mean, you don't you get may, to see. Yeah, you maybe remember. Maybe you were in the stands at the Coliseum. Maybe you were watching it on TV or or however you consumed it at the time. It's fascinating to match up. As the crowd is chanting, we want golf, we want golf, Keenum just threw a terrible pick in the Coliseum that the QB coach – no, the receiver coach turns to the OC and says, we got to do something about the quarterback situation, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, in the middle of the game. I know. Just well, disgusted. But but just downright like, what are we doing already, everybody? Well, we, we can't keep doing this. Yeah. Well, then that – you just alluded to it, that, that what this show does – is it lets us see things that we've never seen before. I mean, you know, with hard knocks, we saw a lot in, you know, of, of the training camp stuff. But in the middle of the season and having access, the first thing that we talked about here, having access to see the speech and to see the moment that Fisher tells everybody he's been fired. I mean, really, the only thing we didn't see was the phone call that when Jeff got. Yeah, right. When, when he got the call that he was fired. But we see him tell his coaches. And then we see him go in and tell the team, and then the after, and then he walks out. It, I mean, it's it, it really is legitimately fascinating, but a little creepy too. You almost feel like, are we supposed to be watching this? This is a bad moment in, they- in, a, in in another human being's life. That, right, that we're watching him walk into the room and how he comports himself, and obviously we're informed as he walks in what he's about to do. It's interesting to uh, the, to say the least. Uh, let's break that down. How that how that whole thing goes there, okay. and they and they really do pour over it in the you know the, the, like we say it's the first thing you see in uh, in the series, but then they go back to it and go and I focus mean, into episode it. six is really something the standalone and look at that just uh, that kind of get uh, in um, you know I, I I haven't seen every episode yet, but I mean that that is episode six is unbelievable. I mean, it's right where it's at. Yes. I mean, that's the, I'm not the sweet spot for Jeff Fisher, the sour spot, but you know, it really in terms of, uh, the drama that, that, uh, unfolds there. First of all, Jeff Fisher walks into the room. He lays it on the entire guy, everybody in the Rams locker room, all the players. Well, wait, first he goes to the coaching he tells staff, the coaches staff. Yes. And it's funny the way he does what uh, the psychology of how he lays it out. Yeah. Well, uh, it, he, uh, to me, you asked what moment, and we were discussing this a little bit before, but he finishes the speech to the coaches, and Mike Singletary stands up and walks up and just shakes his hand. Yeah, Very come simply. On, come on, Brown Noser. Come on. <laughs> he just got fired. You know, you don't have to impress him. He's the only guy you don't have to impress. Who's this show for? Like, <laughs> I just have to get up and shake your hand in front of everybody else so I can remain the teacher's pet. I don't know. What, what's his angle on this I, one? <laughs> but the, on, I would I, I would have said something out loud. I would have been like, oh, come on, Mike. Come on, man. That's not, not, not cool. Like now, so so now Jeff Fisher will remember you above all the rest of us. Real nice singer. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, player. Um, 
but the other thing that's that stood out for me was how many tears just how much legitimate emotion and you start thinking about you know i mean not to reference like the television show that i was on for a long time but the office we talked a lot about these are the people that you're spending all of your time with if you're you know if you're whether you're shooting a television show or, or, you know, on a professional team, I mean, you're spending hours and hours, way more than family. And this, and, and the show goes into that as well. You know, you, coaches are sleeping in their offices. They're not seeing their families. At one point, you know, the Rams go to London and, and you sort of hear from John Fossil, one of the assistants. He basically hasn't seen his kids in, in three mm. weeks because he's been sleeping at the office. Or, you know, he ran home to, like, take him to the beach for a couple of hours one afternoon after the game and then went back uh, to his office to prepare for the next week. And um, and so just the emotion behind just the human element of and, and feeling towards Jeff and that they're all there because Jeff brought them there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other thing about co- – these aren't disparate coaches who have all been hired to do a specific job. I mean, they they really, you know, stay together and, and their job and their livelihood is tied to him. So it's also that they – they don't know what's up with them now. Like if mm-hmm. Jeff is gone, they they probably don't have a job next year. It's true, and and uh, yeah, you know, uh, like you just uh, you, you sort of uh, made the analogy, and I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, outrageous with you know working on a TV show. You always hear that the relationships are more intense because there there's a shorter time frame. Remember, if you're on a TV show or on a movie set or on a sports team, you aren't there 12 months a year. You don't it 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 doesn't right. you know maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder, but but there is something to the intensity of the relationships, and then you kind of move on, and that's the experience of pro football is that a lot of those guys, they understand that they're moving pieces to some degree, and the goal is to see if you can hold as long as possible. That, hey. That's that's the game. As right. I always say, I you know, I, I now I'll reference a TV show I worked on. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I When I was writing on the Kimmel show, there was that, that feeling of like, wow, you're really getting over because this is a 12-month uh, thing. You know, the, the, right. this is, this is uh, the golden goose because you don't shut down for – you know, three months or four months or whatever, you're, you're, you're always there. But, uh, but otherwise, yes, that is the vibe always is that you're wa- is you always are aware of the, sl- the, the sword of Damocles is, is, is hanging around right. somewhere. Right. I oh, mean, totally. Yeah. And, and so then when it falls, the, the Jeff Fisher psychology of going in and saying, so you guys have a tough week coming up Friday. This is what's going to be. And then this is going to happen and this, and he'll take care of this because I just got fired. <laughs> right. It's very right. 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 He knew the camera was rolling. He doesn't like, I, if it was me, I, w- I would walk in, I would throw my shoe against the wall and be like, they just fired me. <laughs> Instead, uh, he, he does this bit like, and by the way, <laughs> I'm out. How does that strike you, everybody? <laughs> Singletary gets up and shakes his hand. And I, I think you're right, that the coaches are all there because Fisher hired them, but right. also because of the nature of the business. No, I, I found it interesting that no one, and I kind of read Singletary's move, is kind of like, so, um, yeah, that's bad news there, Coach Fisher. Um, so, uh Who's the head coach now? Is it which which is it one of us? Is it does it get to be one of us or like do we still keep our? He doesn't Fisher doesn't immediately go to like don't worry 
you're all fine. They said they're keeping all of you. He like lets that twist for a minute. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's I kind forgot of, about it, that. It's crazy. It, oh, yes. It's a funny psychology yeah. that Fisher probably inadvertently wasn't like watching me mess with these guys. But there is something too, like the body language. You see, you see John Fossil as soon as you see he hits the news. It's like he just got shot. Like he like falls back in his chair. Yep. But you wonder if, like, Dave McGinnis, who's done it, who's actually been a head coach, Jeff, it, it, you wonder if McGinnis is kind of like, uh, do uh, do I get the, do I get to be the head coach the rest of the way here now? <laughs> like, I mean, that's a bad news, Coach Fish. But, uh, like, I mean, I have Whoa. experience, so I don't know. Right. Somebody's watching on closed caption back there. Kevin Demoff can do a lot worse than a guy who's been around the block once or twice. Right. Right? Well, well, Singletary yeah. wants the gig, probably. Well, yeah, they all do. Greg Williams wants the gig. But they also may be thinking, like, is it too soon to use my cell phone? I got some calls <laughs> that, I need, that, I, that I need to make. I'm too upset about I, this, Coach Fisher. I got to take a I, moment to I myself. Gotta, I got to go. <laughs> oh, I, gotta... I love my cell phone on the desk. Yeah, I'm, I'm too messed up. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll okay. be back. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be right back in a second. <laughs> Find me a job. Find me a job. Find me a job. And he is very, like, don't worry about me, you know. Like. Yes, but but now, okay, now but we're. I interrupted. You. I feel but bad for him. We're no, being I, funny. Yes, you do, and you, and I think that they do too. I do. No, I, I'm not making fun, but but amidst oh, all that, you, I'm you, because no, that's you, the legitimate dynamic in their heads. They're human beings, of course. That's what's spinning. I'm consumed by my grief for you. That, that of course, there's some percentage that's thinking like, wonder what this means for me. Now. <laughs> Surely that's the case. Okay, okay. But now, certainly for the players, and you you referenced this earlier, like when when he when he tells the players, there have you know, there have got to be some guys who are like, oh yeah, thank God. But they all. But they all do, yes, they all play it very. Every correctly. guy in the locker room does some variation, or in the meeting room does some variation of putting their head down to to weep either sincerely or pretend. Johnny Hecker, you can tell that Jeff Fisher, that his reputation has always been in the NFL, that he's a player's coach. And yes. um, you can tell that there's a legitimate percentage of the guys in that locker room that have real affection for him and really believe in him as a football guy and all that kind of stuff. Johnny Hecker gets up and is legitimately weeping. And I thought also William Hayes is interesting yes. in that episode, in episode six about, uh, he basically foretells Jeff Fisher's firing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 when they it was the Falcons, right? Was it right after the Falcons game? Yeah. Or even the game before that. It might have even been at halftime because Todd Gurley gets up at halftime of the Falcons and game. And goes nuts. And uh, yeah, they, that that's pretty interesting stuff too that you get little snapshots along the way. That I mean that's uh, again that inside access that you just that the mics just plain don't pick up no matter you know as many cameras as there are with the national broadcast coverage and all the people there on the sidelines. You still don't get those 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 intimate moments like I just off the top of my head I'm just thinking of Tom Brady I always have I, I, I love hearing what the two QB say to each other even if it's completely vapid stuff like Tom right. Brady just says to the kid like what do you what is Tom Brady the most uh successful QB in NFL history what does he say to a rookie who really isn't playing very well so far yeah like what's he say he's like uh, good luck guy good luck Good luck, guy. Good luck, man. Yeah, no, keep I know, going. I know it was really interesting. Like, the, but wouldn't you feel compelled face to face to be like, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna be all right in this Jared, league, man." Yeah, I know, I know. But he didn't. No, do he that. didn't. No, he just totally kind of dismisses. So yes, yeah, so they get so they get whipped by the Patriots. And I we think see I, that. 
the, the, yeah, yeah. So, the, well, the other thing that struck me, and we'll dive into more of this later, but they are in so many games at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year. I mean, it really. I mean, they, they get blown out by the 49ers, and then they win three games, and you're like, okay. And we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But anyway, at against the Falcons, it must have been against the Falcons, where William Hayes says people are going to lose their jobs over this. Mm-hmm. People are not going to survive this. We can't do this. And maybe it was halftime. It's a well, um, it's a recurring theme because Benny Cunningham gets everybody together. That might have been the first episode. Either way, yeah, he he basically on the practice field gets uh, uh, like 25, 30 guys around him and is talking about, hey, these mistakes have to end. You know, I'm not trying to attack you. You're all grown men. This is Benny Cunningham. He's not the star of the team or anything, but he is clearly one of the leaders. Um, and he – is you know you know this is your grown man you have to you have to take care of things but this is how I feed my family he talks about oh yeah that's right I can't lose my job I don't want to lose my job you guys better start thinking about it that way we're all going to lose our job and it is because they're a bad team the you know the the 2016 Rams were not uh, a particularly good team I love I'm I'm fascinated by the recurring platitudes we hear and they fall flat because they're you know, we you can't talk us into being better. Yeah, is 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 what emerges for me. You know, it's it the, really yes, and the same talk. Like we have to get this going, guys. Well, who that are way. we now? We're down three touchdowns. I mean, really, that's the Falcons speech. Todd Gurley, how are we going to respond? And Greg Williams as they come out onto the field uh, for the second half of that Falcons game. Really, again, the seminal game probably because that's when yes, I think everybody said, "Ah, right, we can't. Well, this is that, we have to do." He's something. lost the team. You know, he's yeah. not, he, the, the the team is flat out just laying down. They're down to and that really who are we going to be rhetorically asked at halftime we're down three touchdowns but you're still professionals who do you want to be now well I guess they, they they tell him you know this is who we are and that's why they have to show Fisher the door there he it, it, I, I found that uh you know it's too bad for Fisher but it really is a decisive moment that that that's that their inability to respond yes our backs are to the wall our dignity is on the line Right. All right, well, they're going to put hang another 30 on us in the second half right, right. now, you know? Right. Well, but I think it's – I think the show also, what by giving us so much inside, it's fascinating to me the question of why. Like wh- we talked about it a little bit before. Is it just that they don't have – that they didn't have a QB, right? And maybe Goff becomes mm. the guy, but in in that – you know, is it is that position so important and their ability to score points – was so lacking but you know there were games the defense you know that's playing unbelievable for games at a time and then they give up 50 points yeah you know they give up uh, against the Saints they give up 49 to the Saints 26 to the Patriots and then 42 to the Falcons like right in a row and and you go well well that's not that's not a QB issue Mm -hmm. right like that's I mean obviously they need some help you know, because they're winning games what was it, nine to three. Is that what the, what they beat the Seahawks at the beginning of the year? But um, well, the, but like, I mean, why, they're in the why? Panthers game as well. I mean, that, oh yeah, yeah. You it, do wonder. You, you really do wonder. And you know, our mutual pal AJ Hawk. We really should get Hawk because uh, and kibitz with him a little bit about this because he was a, a, around a pretty consistently winning situations. But I right. do wonder. 
always about that dynamic, and I do like talking to players about that. It's easy to say, we're a team, and we all are working towards one goal and all that. But if you're on the Rams defense in 2016, at some point you have to you, – you do have to right. – Aaron Donald is uh, – the other thing that jumps out – or there are many things that jump out at me, and I have uh, just a couple of notes here for this one for, for our conversation today. But one thing that uh, I do want to mention is when you watch uh, – pretty much every episode, but it, it, it he's playing the NFC champion, Carolina Panthers, and their offensive line wasn't as good, but Aaron Donald blows up every play. It's amazing how yeah. dominant he is, but so you have Aaron Donald out there, and you have, uh, yeah, I mean, really, they had some injuries, but Robert Quinn's out there for some of it, and when he's Most out there yep. alongside of Aaron Donald, I mean, that's a that's a, a real dynamic duo out there. I mean, they have pieces all over defensively. At some point, I wonder if we can read into that and say, well, if the offense is not going to show up, it, it must be some sort of figurative gut punch to the defense. Like, well, right. no matter what we do, it's unlikely to be where they – and now as, when, once you start to see the reality of three and one in the rearview mirror and we're not going to be playing in January, you wonder as human beings, do they sort of take their foot off the gas a little bit? Uh, totally, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I think, that, again, that uh, – I mean, you're addressing it right now, like bringing up uh, one of the other ideas. Is it is it the quarterback situation? Does but but even the defense inability to get motivated because they're bad is that still is that still the quarterback's fault? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If 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 they can't get motivated because the offense is just completely incapable of scoring points, is it that they can't perform or they're unwilling to perform? And what you know how much. Does psyche come into play, you know, week to week to week to week to, you know, with no buys? I, I, you know what? I, I, uh, it's a lot of serious people who talk about football. They scoff at the idea of the, uh, of desire, you know, like I, and, and I laugh at the phrase, Hey, this one's going to come down. Who wants it more? What's well, the Super Bowl? I think they both want to win, right? I mean, right. I don't think anybody want. Uh, I don't think either side is kind of like ah, whatever. You know, <laughs> at least we at least we got the, a week's vacation. You right. know, like I, I think they all probably after the preceding five six months of toil probably want to win pretty badly. But there is something to that the human element of wanting to to. And if you're say for instance now the Jacksonville Jaguars going into 2017. And it's not just a rookie. Now it's now it's a guy who was drafted highly in Blake Bortles. If he doesn't perform, how how cross are are the defensive guys going to be? And right. the, and the nice uh, receiving core that they have, and Leonard Fournette, and how much in a sport where the physical attrition that is, that you know is is inherent to every play obviously you're running into giant human beings how much does Leonard Fournette want to continue to get touches like right. I, this is meaningless i talked to Maurice Jones Drew is is in here uh, all the time how how do you continue to care in week 14 and 15 on a bum team why well, i'd be like hey coach uh, my ankle hurts I, I don't think i can go I, I, that really would start to happen and it then becomes about the individual. Like Maurice will will tell you, it's, it's personal pride. You know, it's a, right. like you want to do it, and it's your job. Like you're, you're right. getting paid to do it. If you don't show up, then that follows you in your next stop. But 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 still, yes, yes, yes. But it, you can have pride, and you can want, you know, because it's your job to perform. But if you've got another guy, another team that's across from you 
who does have more to play for. I absolutely, I, I don't think for the Super Bowl it's who wants it more. I think that's dumb. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. But on a week-to-week basis, you know, where the team is, how many weeks in a row they've traveled, I mean, that's another part of this show that I feel like we got to see the toil that that takes mm-hmm. physically and and emotionally in terms of, of, of being away from their families and being on the road and packing. You know, at one point they take an 11,000-mile trip, you know, to Detroit and then directly to London, and they're gone for two weeks and 17-hour time differences and all of this stuff. It's uh, it, it just it's like, how well, how, how can you... How, how can you, you know, for succeed, real? Succeed. And these guys, ha- yes, it's their job to go and show up in a losing situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, so the office is a bad comparison because that show was always good. So you, so you weren't ever going into work like, oh my god, did you see the ratings last night? <laughs> right. Oh, no. Right. No. But we got to go do that. Oh, look at that. Did you see the script for this week? <laughs> oh, who wrote this junk? Like, no. oh no, nope. I'm a pro. Got to go deliver that. Got to go deliver that mess. Well, but yeah, but I think I think you're exactly right. I think you do do that, and you are a pro. And like for myself, it's like, well, I don't want to be bad because that's out there forever. Just like these footage on these players are out there forever. But you know, when you're taking a break, you you might not be perfect. Particip- well, they talk in this about like uh, they say, uh, let's make it about fellowship. <laughs> Let's make it about let's it, let's all show. watch the first episode of Lord of the Rings, everybody. <laughs> yeah, no. that'll, that'll put us all in the right. No, frame but of they, mind. in this show they say like we we're not making the playoffs. So um, I think it's fossil at that point. Says like you know put your cell phones down a few extra minutes. Like look a guy in the face because you're not going to be with the same group ever again. This is it. Mm-hmm. This 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 is your time, which I thought again was a very sort of interesting idea. You know, whether it's a motivational tactic or, or something that's real, right? Because if I'm, we're gonna have a better show to talk about the office again. We're gonna have a better show if we all get along better and if we're all spending our time doing fellowship together, as opposed to shoot a scene, get on my phone, and talk to my agent about finding me something else to do, <laughs> please. Right? I mean, yeah. it's I mean, it's 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 completely uh, it's completely natural. And and again, what is the defense saying? Like, get me out of L.A., man. I can't. We can't. We can't win here. We can't. I'm getting killed. Or I'm trying to think of. Ha- who I mean, there. I, I, now I'm trying. Now I'm veering. Uh, my brain is veering into TV. Who is the Aaron Donald equivalent of TV? Oh boy, who is dominant and great and like ah, that's the show he's stuck in. That's too bad for that guy. That that's what he, he should. He he deserves better than that because that guy's super funny and he's doing that. There are plenty of people like that. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that question, but yeah, no, you're right. For sure. I'm going to call you Kevin if you don't. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's, I mean, it's right. I mean, well, who who's the MVP on the Rams? All right. I think it's Hecker, quite frankly. I mean, he's probably the best player. That's well, never a good per, sign. When you, per when, position. When, you're, when your punter, though, is getting uh, outsized accolades the, the uh, nation over, that's probably not a good sign right. for the overall quality of your football team. Right. Donald, for sure. But, what I mean, what about Gurley? He didn't. His skills didn't deteriorate that much between year one and year two. Like what? So what is it? Is that was that drive? Was that schemes? Was that everybody loading it in the box? Because again, they knew they didn't have a quarterback that could beat them. 
I don't know. Yeah, practically right. In his sophomore year, I know there was no offensive line, but uh, yeah, that's something that I feel like carries through um, all the episodes is is the – Again, like you say, what what resonates, and then what's just empty platitudes, and 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 that whole like, you got to be a man in fellowship. Now let's do it because of pride, and like, ah oh, man, it's a. Been hearing it for three and a half months now. I don't care anymore. Like, let's just go play. But but the the added not small element of as opposed to like, hey, uh, today we're shooting the episode today is, uh, hey, 300-pound uh, men are going to run into you at full speed. Right, <laughs> right, right. How much you can really, like, oh, I really am not up for this at all. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hurt tomorrow from this, and I know we're not going to win, and we're not going to the playoffs. And it's and how much. It, we it re- run some sweeps. It, like really does, it, it really does require some, some, some spine and some decency to not then get in front, or maybe self- it's it, it maybe is again goes back to like you're protecting yourself as a professional and that maybe that's ultimately what gets in the way of you saying uh like go getting into a microphone and being like yeah we're fine if the if the QB would start to play like they they, they you you rarely hear that cuz probably no. it would be it would do damage to the guy saying it as much as it would hurt the the feelings of the quarterback well yeah then you wouldn't be a team guy and i mean i do think that throughout the show you see that I mean it's weird because I think I imagine teams that appear to be in sort of disarray because by the Falcons game take away the show all or nothing like as you're watching you're like well they just I mean they, clearly some change has got to be made because they don't everybody's just don't yelling and swearing anymore. a lot at that point yeah but 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 as you watch the show you do get the sense that they that they're trying, but I don't. It's it's I don't know. It's a bizarre like they're trying really hard, or they're saying they're trying hard, or they just they're they can't they don't have the ability. I don't know. It's very fascinating to watch. Again, like Shakespeare, just everything falling apart. Everything looked so pretty in the beginning, and there's the king and and all of his servants and. There's, you know, Macbeth didn't though. He didn't wear Sally Jesse Raphael style red frame glasses. That's another dig at Jeff Fisher's fashion. <laughs> he does. He does what, what kind of leader a man man walks in in the in the Sally Jesse Raphael editions, right? I I hear you. Right. He also likes flip flops. <laughs> he does. That's, that's his. A, that's his shoe. That's choice. a step up from uh, from former Falcons coach Mike Smith in the Tevas. Giving his, giving his, like we gotta toughen up, and it, it is uh, his curse, his curse laced uh, speech, opening speech of training camp in Hard Knocks a couple few years ago, is undermined by the Tevas. Like, come, uh, coach, I mean, I can't take you serious. Can you put on some combat boots or something? I'll, I'll take penny loafers. Anything would be an upgrade. Speaking of fashion, it's time for Over Undies presented by Me Undies. You've perfected your wardrobe. That's clear looking at uh, at you, Brian. But yes. what about the stuff not everybody gets to see? Me Undies, Me Undies now offering 20% off your first pair. But please do use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash DDFP. Like I say, 20% off your first pair. Over Undies all or nothing edition 
The first episode of All or Nothing begins with the news of Jeff Fisher's firing in December of uh, 2016. This high head coach turnover rate has been a trend for the team since they were the Cleveland Rams in 1936. Over undie, Brian, 23. How many head coaches has the Rams organization fired since 1936? Have they had, I guess, since 1936, including McVay? Mm. 23 over since 36. Undies. Yeah. It's over undies. It's over. You are correct. It's yeah. 28 total. Yeah. I don't know. That that seems pretty bad when you consider that what are we? At? We're in 2017. So over about 80 years, they've had 28 coaches. That is pretty bad. Yeah. There's a lot of like two and three year, one year. Would have to be a ton of that. Yeah. Right. I'm bad at math, but that seems yeah. like the average is what? There's about like two and a half years for yeah. a coach. That's yeah. really bad, but I guessed it right. So I win. Why? Uh, why is it? Right. Well, that's we'll, we'll get into that's that. That's what matters here. Let's jump in uh, on that on a later one. But because that it, I mean, it does sort of color the entire season, obviously, as we as we talk about here, the coaches and the the big personalities of Greg Williams and uh, the guys who have been around. It, it is interesting that they do stand out. And I don't just think it's facial recognition on our part. Greg Williams and McGinnis uh, and Dave McGinnis. They stand out more than the other guys in the room, probably because they've been around it more and they own the room a little bit, uh, a little bit more. But uh, it is interesting that the NFL teams that don't have much success or have don't have a, a real big track record of success don't just look across uh, across the, to the other sideline and say. Oh, yeah, look, Mike McCarthy's been there forever now. You know, Mike Tomlin's been there for uh, a decade now, Belichick and so on. Like, I know that if you don't meet with success, the, the trick is is that those guys have now established a, a routine of success. But still, like one or two or three years is just not enough, That's apparently. Not enough. Yeah. You know? No, I know. All right, anything you want to say before we wrap it up here? Because we have a lot to kibitz about, and we'll do so, like I say. We have four more episodes of DDFP covering seven more episodes of All or Nothing. Again, Amazon, the place to go, June 30th, if you're listening the day before. Otherwise, go to Amazon at your leisure, sit down, drink in, you know, one episode, four. It's easy to fall down the rabbit hole. Oh, it is, yes. And just uh, start going all the way through. I think, and you know, we'll talk about more specific moments as as we go further, but I think that that's that there was a, a moment that struck me, which is totally different than what we've been talking about. But um, in terms of what, the show enables us to see in terms of actual football that takes place in in preparation and there was something against the cardinal and so you 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 see it from the idea where the coaches identify Mm. that the cardinals are not lining up fast enough uh on defense and they put in and so you see them in practice working on a play they call cheetah right fast a fast animal that makes sense and then you see them in the game. You see them identify what is happening with the Cardinals. You see them, you know, from from the offensive coordinator call Cheetah. You see them in the huddle call Cheetah. They get up. They call Cheetah. The Cardinals aren't ready, and they score a touchdown. And there's something that this show enables us to do that we we don't we don't get, even though we know that. Troy Aikman and everybody and they have their pregame talks and they talk about certain things and so we hear that from the announcers when we we watch a game but the access that we have here for little football moments like that to me as a football fan 
is just awful. it is a it is a fascinating marriage of yes you uh, what happens during the week and then how it presents itself and then it's colored by you you can hear the uh, the analyst, the radio analyst of the Rams are Maurice Jones-Drew. You hear him chiming in just before the play. I think this, he does that against the, in the in the waning moments uh, against the Jets. He foretells Alec uh, Ogletree, Ogletree, and then they're cutting away to Ogletree's wife or girlfriend in the stands, right, right, and right, then right, right, Ogletree right. picks it off again, and the game's over. And by the way, 9-6 against the Jets. Rams-Jets, 9-6, Bryce Petty versus Keith versus Case Keenum, one to remember, but they make it interesting somehow. That's what that that's the that's, trick of I it. I know, right? Somehow, out of the context of like the Rams stink, you know, like ah, this is a bum season or whatever. And, and when you remove yourself from that and just look at it standing alone, it's as drama. you say, there's some weird, uh, there's a, a human drama playing out, a human yeah. tragedy on some well, level tragedy, yeah, but, out. but yeah. Oh, wait, before we wrap it up, do, 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 this is way at the end of this episode. Do we want to let, – let's save that for a top of uh, episode discussion coming up. Jeff Fisher struggles with the red challenge flag. Okay. Because we'll, we'll that – I, that I feel time. like that uh, – We'll get some video. Yeah. I think that was the thing. That yeah. was – we, we got to get audio of that. That was great. Uh, anything else? I just want to make sure I don't miss, uh, miss talking about anything else. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, to me, the highlight or, or in the top five highlights – because I always, you you wonder if you're a fan of a team and you're like they got to change the QB why don't they do that um, that in the coach's box during the game yeah that two position coaches are talking to each other like we got to do something we got to do something about the quarterback Chris is, Chris is crazy already right like in the right. and he's mad like he's it's not like what do you think he's like we got to do something already right sheesh already I can't take it. Right. <laughs> How that then affects his position group and what he's like. Sorry, sorry, Tavon Austin. I, I, I put in a good word for a new quarterback, but uh, they weren't. Oh, like- my gosh. I know. Anyway. Well, it- yeah. Okay. Go ahead, please. Uh, no, I just – and those shots that you get of that – of the access to those coaches up in the box too, I, that, so much of that is – and how many times during this season where at the end of the game they're acting just like fa- – throwing their sh- stuff down – and and walking out of the room with thirty seconds left, I mean, it's crazy. I, I do, and I, I you know I don't want to pretend I'm some uh, I, I don't want to be a pretentious uh, football insider guy, but uh, you know, and I say it a lot, and I know uh, that people f- uh, theoretically grasp this, but what it what it really shows, if if there's one thing you can say about about what uh, all or nothing shows us is it does it it serves as a reminder and maybe that's what's going to be the best thing about 2016 Rams as the team in all or nothing is it's fun to see the good teams and the good times they're having but it does remind you like maybe it'll give you a little bit of pause next time before you say like that guy should be thrown out. He's, he should he should get another job or whatever. Like these are human beings, and the yeah. the trickle down of Case Keenum throwing in an interception and how it impacts I mean, his for wife, real. his for real, uh, yeah, for real. Imp- impacts his family, his wife, and the guys around him. And then the conflict of like, well, I have to be a good teammate, but really, this guy isn't helping us win. And if I don't win, then I'm going to get kicked to the curb. And you can feel that ne- that negative energy and it permeating through all the coaches and the. It's re- it's something to watch. Yes, but like I say, it feels uh, voyeuristic in in a fun way and kind of like. 
like, wow, I can't believe some of the stuff we're we're looking at. Yeah, here. I that don't know if we're supposed to see this. Yeah, my first response to to seeing Jeff, I mean, you brought it up earlier, but it, my, yeah, my very very first response before saying like this is unbelievable was I this watching him tell them that he's been fired is. And the way he says it, I know they played at the very beginning, but we've had a lot of great meetings. We've had a lot of uh, great meetings over the years. This is one you're going to remember. Like, that's how he tells them. Yeah, let's listen to it one more time while we wrap it up. We've had some great team meetings over the years, man, some great ones. This is one that um, you're probably going to remember because I'm no longer your head coach. The <laughs> that sentence structure is fascinating. I know, right? He didn't say, I'm no longer your coach, so you're going to remember this. No, it's yeah, – No, yeah. He has a sense of uh, – he has a, a flair drama. for the dramatic, doesn't yeah. he? Yes, yeah. Well, Shakespeare would like that, I think. There you go. All right, listen. Brian Baumgartner. Well done. That was good? Yeah. That was better that was pronunciation? Well no, that was great. It's Let's all- get Hawk on the line. Let's yeah, we're going to get Hawk. Hawk. Yep. Uh, his jersey hangs behind your head there, uh, Brian. As you can see, he's a Shecky Award winner. You're, you've just earned yourself a spot. You're going to be nominated for our favorite non-football player, yes. Unbelievable. By year's end, 2017. Maybe your year ends better. Your 2017 ends better than uh, the Rams' 2016 did. There we go. There's the music. Again. Yeah, that's right. I, 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 you know, they call that. They didn't time it out. Yeah, it's on them. That's yeah. exactly right. See, Damashek's not classy like a lot of the guys on the Rams yeah. and, and just accept uh, blame. That's always somebody else's fault. You understand? No, that's I understand. That's how they do things. Right. No, that's Wasn't well me. Well done. What do I get now if we, I win? Now we just w- oh, you'll, get, you'll see. You'll find out. Really? It's been a thin slice of heaven. Awesome. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.